Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to the Listening Well podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Bovis. I'm so happy to have you here. To my first-time listeners, welcome to this space. You might notice as you scroll through the platform that sometimes I interview some amazing people that have dedicated their time and their life to their own well-being journey and what they share. And sometimes I share my own little spiels that really are motivated and inspired by the scenarios and conversations I have in my life with other people. And this gets me thinking, this gets me researching, this gets me wondering, how can I really go about this whole process of living life with a little bit more clarity, a little bit more ease, a little bit more balance and harmony? I'm sure that you've been through your own mental health journey in some capacity where there's been a little bit of a disconnect, a disconnect with yourself, a disconnect with others, this fear that have been instilled and programmed in us, whether it's been conscious or unconscious, sometimes we get in our own ways. And lately I've been kind of a psych nerd. I've been inspired by Jungian psychology. I've been in the whole DBT realm, the dialectical behavioral therapy realm, which is essentially cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness meditation sort of infused together. So as a mindfulness meditation facilitator and this DBT course has been so inspiring for me. This is a course that I've been embarking on for the last few months and I still have a few months to go. But this really allows me to sift through my thought process. It really allows me to untangle the knots that I have created so that I can be a little bit more regulated in how I respond to life. I'm not reacting as quickly as I used to. And of course, this is a constant journey. One of the things that I have found really, really powerful for me is this idea of checking your facts before you react to a trigger that has come up for you. And so this episode was actually inspired by a conversation I had with a girlfriend and how she was telling me that, you know, she feels this sense of abandonment and she goes to worst case scenarios when her boyfriend says that he's going to be home by a certain time and doesn't come home by that time. Then she goes into a whirlwind, she starts getting all crazy on the inside, and then she reacts in a way that maybe she's operating from her inner child, right? Not from this adult place. So one thing that I shared with her was this idea of checking your facts, which is a DBT skill, which I have found so, so helpful for me. And this episode really is dedicated not just to her, but to those who have created their own suffering by reacting and not taking the time to zoom out, pause, and ask yourself, do these emotions that I feel right now actually fit the facts? So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode on what it means to check your facts before you react. I think it's safe to say that there may have been a time or two or a thousand in your life, definitely in my life, where 
you've reacted to a trigger or a situation out of the base of an assumption, right? We haven't actually scanned through all the scenarios as to why something happened, or if we're making assumptions, we don't question ourselves towards that particular scenario you're in, right? We just go through it. We get swarmed up in this black hole where we think of our worst case scenarios and we keep ourselves in this trap of suffering. It's so common. When we don't check the facts of a situation, when we don't question the threats that we are assuming, this will lead to some serious emotional dysregulation, y'all. And, you know, before I even started on my mental health journey, before I even inquired as to why I was thinking the ways that I did, before I realized that "Mm, maybe there's a little bit of abandonment there, uh, you know, when I would have a trigger or when I wouldn't trust the situation or my partner, for example, I would go to worst case scenarios and I'd actually get completely crippled by emotion. And what happens I would take it out unfairly on that person that I was seeing at the time. It wasn't until I started working on my emotional maturity. I think that this was one of the biggest gifts that I could have given to myself because through this work, and it was work, it was repetition, it's, you know, these little wins that create the reality of your life we can then examine whether our emotional reaction fits the facts of the situation that we're in. Because when you are completely engrossed in an emotion, it's hard to be logical, right? It's like finding that balance between emotion and logic and that sweet spot where your wise mind, your adult is at play. That's where we're trying to get to. For example, sometimes you will justify the ways that you're feeling right for a feeling, right? Like you you justify that, no, I'm feeling this way and I'm supposed to be feeling this way. But have you ever questioned that this may be from a fear or an unearthed trauma or a trigger that's embedded deep into your subconscious? It happens. But one of the biggest lessons and takeaways on this journey to becoming more emotionally regulated and to have a more stable mental health existence is to train myself to take the time to slow down, to pause, and check the facts of the situation before I react, to respond to the situation rather than reacting to the emotions that may come up in my system. Our beliefs about reality have a huge say in the emotions that we experience. We may believe inaccurate thoughts because they are accompanied by really strong feelings. So for example, like if we see a loved one talking with another person and then we immediately go to the assumption that they are cheating on us, which then causes us to feel anxiety, it makes us upset, But when we check the facts or if we ask questions and we slow down and we try to inquire about what the situation is, you find out that they're talking to a long lost family member that we've not met yet, you know? So all these assumptions sometimes, man, they get in the way. Sometimes it's our belief systems that need to be challenged because if they don't get challenged, 
we will stay in this whirlwind of misery. We catastrophize all the time. I don't know if you've been there, but I've definitely been there. Like, for example, if your partner is out with friends and there just so happens to be other attractive people out there, you may believe that they are cheating on you because there are attractive people around. And this is a faulty belief and a devastating assumption because what's going to happen is you're going to react, you will only piss your partner off and cause other issues. Or the classic example, you know, he didn't call me back like he said he would, so he's definitely cheating on me. Or he didn't come back at a certain time, and so they are up to no good, right? We can overreact when we don't know the facts, and we often don't have any evidence for the reaction that we're feeling. This causes us unnecessary suffering. Keyword, unnecessary How many times have we put ourselves through hell when we really don't need to be? The catastrophization and extreme thinking only leads to painful emotions, and this is what keeps us dysregulated and unhinged if we don't keep ourselves in check. We often confuse facts with thoughts. We confuse interpretations with feelings. We confuse sensations with emotions We are so engrossed in the moment sometimes that we forget to zoom out. We forget to stand back and look at the situation from a bird's eye perspective so that we can sift through what we're noticing. We can become aware of what's the input, the sensations that are coursing through the body, right? It's different to go, oh, you know, he didn't call me back like he said he would. He's cheating on me as opposed to, okay, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling worried right now, okay, I feel it in my chest, I feel it in my belly, this is how it is right now. Okay, so you're, you're, you're connecting to yourself before you are responding because it's so much easier to get caught up and carried away by unchecked thoughts when we don't even know that we're being consumed by them half the time. For those of us who are emotionally sensitive. I am putting my hand up here. I would say that I am one of those creatures. Sometimes we let our emotions completely take over and this can affect what we think about a situation. It takes over our logic mind and it consumes us. So if we're feeling sad, vulnerable, lonely, or simply insecure, We can take two people chatting to each other and then interpret that as them talking behind your back. (laughs) I've definitely been there before. So I do feel like how we feel about ourselves influences how we interpret the situations that are around us. It determines how others are responding to us. When I think about it, when I was feeling absolutely crap about maybe who I was, or I just was going through an insecure bout, or I just wasn't connected and the whole self-love journey wasn't underway, I became way more paranoid, confused, untrusting to everyone that was around me. And it was only after the journey and work of self-compassion 
and love that I started trusting others again. I started seeing love around me more, you know, and sometimes I fall back into that mistrust and those, um, I guess that the negative spirals, I'm not saying I'm fully healed, but it's gotten better with this self-compassion journey. Through this work of self-compassion and love, my beliefs about certain situations have completely changed. So I guess this is just a little reminder to check in on the relationship with yourself because you are the most important person that you'll be with in your entire life. This is going to be your vehicle for life. So you better get comfy and strap up because it's it's going to be a long journey. When we take the time and conjure up the patience to check the facts of a situation, yes, I said patience, it can in turn change our emotions, which then has a cascading effect. When we change our emotions, it changes how we respond to a situation. We can problem solve more effectively. Because if we don't check the facts, when we don't zoom out, Oftentimes, it's that poor person on the other end of the conversation, usually our partner, that bears the brunt of our mood instability. And this in turn wreaks havoc on their life. And it's just not fair, you know? I mean, until I became conscious of the fact that I was jumping to conclusions and catastrophizing a situation... I thought that I was super right about things. You know, there was a sense of self-righteousness. And it wasn't until I learned that, wow, I was not stepping back and checking the facts and questioning and just really approaching a situation with a sense of logic. You know, I, I, uh, man, I mean, I think about the partners that often bore the brunt of this sort of crazy, emotional, dysregulated person, you know, and it was because of this drama that was in my life that really I decided to start on this healing journey. And, you know, a big shout out to my exes who who guided me towards this path. I mean, there's always this endless love and gratitude for them for being a mirror to, to who I was that has propelled me to want to become the best version of myself. You know, I got so tired of causing drama to their lives when most of the time I realize now that I was irrational and all over the place. So yes, this journey of practicing patience, this need to zoom out, check the facts so that we can really keep the peace in our lives. Because misunderstandings and impulsive reactions only put strains on relationships. And so I think that you know this by now, it's not rocket science. Oftentimes, and this sort of adds to the self-compassion bit, is that we need to practice comforting ourselves. We need to actually validate ourselves a bit so that we can self-soothe and pull ourselves out of a moment of mental anguish. So when we are trapped up or sort of stirred up in this this trigger, this emotion, we need to talk to ourselves kindly, almost like we're reparenting ourselves. We need to sometimes tell ourselves, hey, okay, listen, you're experiencing a bit of fear right now. There may be a little insecurity in this situation, but they're there now, 
right? Is there a reason for this? It's not our fault sometimes. We have all these hidden traumas. And I had uh, a psychotherapist on this podcast um, who talks about CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And really, we all have CPTSD. PTSD is when something significant happens in our lives, right? That like big T trauma, those who experience war or, you know, sexual abuse or this one thing that creates PTSD in our lives. But there are so many micro moments that we experience, especially as a little girl, that kind of add to this uh, list of traumas that create this complex within ourselves, which is how we respond to life. And it's not one thing, you know, there are these hidden traumas that then cause us to be defensive or on edge. But anyway, this is just, um, you know, a little reminder that it's okay. You know, there's a reason why you are the way that you are. And it's about building that self-compassion and to just forgiving yourself and for acknowledging that, okay, it's fine. But part of this reparenting is really asking yourself, okay, wait a minute. Am I catastrophizing this scenario right now? Am I thinking of the worst case scenario? Am I bringing logic and self-love into the equation? Am I responding from a wiser, more balanced place like an adult. <laughs> so I think this whole point of checking your facts before you respond is really figuring out what is really happening in a situation so that you're not suffering unnecessarily. And this is all self-imposed suffering, right? We, man, we self-impose our suffering all the freaking time. If we've been in a spiral before, in an emotional black hole, you'll know that the world becomes super small, right? It becomes like you're trapped in this vortex or a black hole that keeps you inside. And it's almost like magnified almost. It's super uncomfortable. And it's hard to get out of it sometimes. Whether you step out of the situation, you know, step outside, or you go through that self-talk, self-compassion practice, this takes a lot of work. Sometimes you don't even know how to get out of it until you remove yourself from the situation. But by this practice of checking the facts, by really zooming out so that you can get a clearer picture, is one that will take a lot of consistent practice. Small wins, guys. Like when you win this one moment, when you overcome a bout of emotional dysregulation, that gets instilled in your being and you just sort of, you start to rewire your neural pathways, right? You go, oh, wow, I didn't react to that. And look what the consequences were. Everyone is happy. I realized that I was catastrophizing. I didn't really need to cause myself some unnecessary suffering because actually there was no need. And then the more you practice that one thing, the stronger the muscle will get the more automatic it will become when it comes to your future reactions. And then that will eventually become how you operate as a human being. It's super empowering. There have been a few times where I've like felt a trigger and held back and, you know, gone through that process of like maybe rain, the rain meditation for self-compassion, where I recognize the trigger. I allow it to infuse in my body. 
I investigate where in my body am I feeling this sensation? And then I go through that nurturing practice, that reparenting. It's so empowering when you do have those small wins because those small wins is going to be what creates your reality at the end of the day. So what are the questions that you can ask that allows you to check the facts appropriately when you are enthralled in a trigger? First, it's good to identify the emotion, right? What is the emotion that you want to change? Really tuning into your senses, describing the facts that you observe through your senses is really important, really getting into your body. It's also good to note, like what happened before the emotional reaction that you should take note of? Like, was there something about today that raised this emotional vulnerability, right? Did you not get enough sleep? Did something happen with a coworker, which is why now you're, you know, a little bit thrown off track. It's also really important to watch for extreme thinking and the catastrophizing that I was talking about earlier. So yeah, what threats are you assuming? Assess all the possibilities and all the possible outcomes that you can. Am I catastrophizing the situation? What will happen if this biggest fear occurs? When we think about the worst possible outcome, right? The worst case scenario that we often go to within milliseconds, this can increase both our physical and emotional pain. And again, like I said, that reparenting, that soothing, it's good to imagine that we can cope well with the catastrophes that we often generate within ourselves by really increasing that self-talk, that positive self-talk, by telling yourself that I'm strong, you know, I'm resilient, I have a fighting spirit, and I know that I can get through this. I can ask for support. I can surround myself with people who are positive and uplifting, right? It's, it's important to have that faith within yourself that you can actually get through this fear or this catastrophe that you have generated on your own that has, as a result, created this unnecessary suffering. Really ask yourself, does my emotion and its intensity fit the actual facts? Check out the facts. Ask questions. Pause. Take a few deep breaths. Really approach life with this wise mind, okay? I, uh, I keep talking about this wise mind, but it's almost like when I think of wise mind, I think of moving through life with a sense of equanimity, like you're flowing through the turbulent waves, you know? And sometimes things are not so black and white, right? It's not so extreme all the times, and it's really important to really check the facts, check the intensity of your emotion, really keep yourself in check. Because at the end of the day, you know that you can handle it, even if you don't like it. I think it's really important to have that confidence within yourself that you can handle any emotions or negative emotions that come your way and do so with the sense of grace and dignity so I hope that you enjoyed this episode on 
checking your facts before you react. This has been so pertinent in how I operate today. I feel like now because I have added a little logic into the mix of any emotional uprising that occurs, I feel slightly more solid. I feel way more grounded and stable. And it's not like this technique or this uh, reminder of checking your facts has made me completely emotionally dull. Like I still have emotions, but I can see them from a different perspective. I can see them as guests that are telling me something. You know, it's like, okay, you feel this, but there's might be a reason why you're feeling this, but let's inquire about that. Let's not jump to conclusions. Let's not catastrophize, like I've said many times in this episode. Let's not put all the blame or, you know, come to assumptions that are unnecessary. Why are you creating unnecessary suffering for yourself? You don't want to do that to yourself. Have a little self-love. Create a little self-compassion. Create this like world within that you want to tend to. It's like a garden with beautiful flowers, right? You want to keep watering it, adding a little sunlight, adding a little fertilizer. You know, it's you just want to keep this inner world of yours so nourished, so healthy. And it just takes a little effort sometimes. It takes some tending to. But I assure you that the next time a trigger arises, pause really check the facts of the situation before you respond. And I promise you, the more that you have those little wins and you really sort of overcome any emotional vulnerability that you experience, this will create a reality and a world that you'll be so proud of that you feel like, okay, damn, like that's, this is who I want to be. You'll be the hero of your story and then watch what happens. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode or if you're enjoying this podcast, give us a five-star rating on whatever platform that you're tuning in from that is so appreciated from my part. Thank you once again, and I'll see you back here for another episode of Listening Well. Move gently, take good care.